This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. And this will be the shortest introduction I've ever done because I have COVID. Um, after two and a half years of avoiding it, I have COVID. My whole house has COVID. And... Uh, I feel terrible. So, I'm not going to I'm not going to drag this out very long. I want to just get through this intro. <laughs> Today's guest is uh producer Chris, my friend Chris Rook. He is uh the head of development, not head of development, head producer, I don't know, something like that for the Dean Bundell network and uh he's a really good guy who is about to become a father for the first time. So our conversation is extremely informal because he and I have become quite good friends over the the last couple of years, and uh, it, there's a lot of fun topics here about being a new dad and uh, and that sort of thing. So I think you'll enjoy this one. Not like those other episodes that you hated. This is a good one. Not like that previous terrible episode. Uh, that's it. If you're listening to this or watching this, please hit subscribe or follow. Five star thumbs up comments are all appreciated. And I'm going to end this now before I run out of voice or start hacking or sniffling, which you don't want to hear. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Look at that smile. <laughs> He's so happy to be here. I am. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome. Uh, I've got. Producer Chris as the as the guest today. Producer Chris, you've heard me talk about him before. Uh, you may have seen him on the Dean Blundell show. You may have seen him on Bonzi Live. <laughs> you that's it. That's where that's the end of the list. You, that's yeah. where you see me. Those two spaces, maybe. Yeah, well, look, producer Chris, you've heard me talk about him. I, I mentioned him on a regular basis. This show doesn't exist without producer Chris, uh, and and I've gotten to know Chris pretty well over the last two years um and he is a, a dear friend of mine and he's expecting his first child he's a dad in training this baby is due in like a month yep freaking out yet coming up quick yes i am thank you for asking <laughs> you look it, like it, you it happens. Like the eyes, like. yeah it happened that's why i shaved because i had the five o'clock shadow and the last time i went on a dean show with the five o'clock shadow they said i look like shit and they're like, "Are you are you struggling right now? Do you like need help?" I'm like, "No, I'm good. It's just this is my five o'clock shadow." So my wife was like, "If you're gonna go, you're gonna record with Joe. Shave your face. We don't need people thinking you look horrible." So I said, "I will. I will look good for Joe's show. Wow, today. Wow. So Thank I shave you. for you. I appreciate it. I did not shave for you. I'm not wearing <laughs> a hat, as I commented right before. This might be the yeah. first time I've recorded without a hat. Why is it? Good. Because of me? I don't know. No, I just it, I looked at it and I was like, eh, I look all right today." Maybe it's your level of comfort with me that you're like, this is, uh, I don't need a hat today. I don't need a hat. Uh, who I am I hat. trying to hide from? Just Chris. Kinda, Chris. Uh, okay. So th the thing about the, the beard, I, I, I have a personal theory about it. I don't know if it's backed up by any pseudoscience, uh, but let's say this, you need to decide whether or not you're going to be a clean shaven individual or a bearded individual for when that yep. baby first sees you. 
and because that's like a bonding thing. Yeah, like they know. They okay. So are you bearded daddy or you're not? So you're generally pretty clean shaven though, right? Yeah, all the time. Because so my wife hates any facial hair, so so does mine. That's <laughs> where. Uh, but there you go. <laughs> Look at you. You're the, see, I've been married for a year. How long have you been married, Joe? I don't know. Well, so there you go. You've yeah, been married for you don't know. You have no idea. I honestly don't know. See, the trouble with that is we've been dating since grade twelve. I say dating. We've been together since like grade eleven or twelve. Right. So the years. I, I think I'm married somewhere in the seven to ten range, but we've been together like twenty. Like so you're it's high school like, sweethearts. We are, dude. That's awesome. My parents are high school sweethearts. It's a uh, it's it's unique because not many people stick it out and yeah, keep going through awesome. the, the fights and the emotions and things of that nature. But we you know we're there. You know, we're there you there. go. We're comfortable. <laughs> couple couple kids later, she supports your podcast. Not really. <laughs> not really and what where you say you were going for this for half an hour oh she knows i'm doing this okay cool but uh i got her i got I, well to be honest i got her settled I got her yeah, settled, you got did. a glass of water uh you know make sure the fan was on just right and she's comfortable so that's like said, a, that's an everything thing for everyone then like you have to put your wife to bed get the water turn the fan on humidifier like, yeah it just makes sure everything's kind of comfortable and Lights are all dim. The kids are asleep. Although I do have, um, I don't know why this is about me all of a sudden. Uh, I do have a baby monitor within reach. Yeah, just part do. of the part of the the agreement is I'm going to record this late, but I will interrupt the shit out of it if the three year old gets up. So <laughs> you uh, could bring him in here to to podcast with us. Oh my like. god, my three year old would love that. He would love it to should. no end. So speaking of good parenting, why don't you go wake him up? Right, that wouldn't ruin your night at all. No, not at all. He was got up at five o'clock this morning. Ugh, yikes! Yeah, five o'clock. Are you ready for that? Like, okay, so he, I have so many questions for a new dad because, like, ready. I think I've forgotten about the, the the preemptive stuff. Um, my first question is: Have you read any books yet? Funny enough. There's oh, he's one got right one here. handy. Which one are you reading, or have you read? We're pregnant. Okay. Which is the title is already we are both not pregnant. She's pregnant. I'm just here doing yes. my best. Just doing yes. my thing. Uh, it actually helped out a lot, though, because basically what it is, is the only book that I've read, only book mm -hmm. I'm going to read. Okay. It basically is just like, here's what your wife is going through. Here's how you can help. Very simple. Every week, week by week, you know, goes through it all. What's she doing? What you can do. Baby stats. Mom stats. And then what you can do to get brownie points is the dad. When you should start thinking about packing a hospital bag or a push present or foot massage or teas, all this stuff. So like you're ahead of it. She doesn't have to tell you if you kind of know what's going on. Plus like asking her and stuff. But the book's been, <laughs> I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd recommend this to like anybody. Tea. <laughs> so it said tea. So I got so seven like different types of teas. <laughs> I don't want tea. You're drinking this fucking tea because the book yeah. said you like it now. <laughs> 100%. Uh, and it's just like, it's awesome. It, it really helped, if I'm being so, completely honest with you. It's called We're Pregnant? We're Pregnant. The first time dad's pregnancy handbook. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I also I read I think I read two books. Um, yep. And my thing was, and this you know my thing was I didn't want to look like an idiot when we were at like the OB and they're talking about 
whatever she's going through. The nuts and bolts of the operation. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And the mechanics, the mechanics of it all. (laughs) And it's like, okay, then this is going to happen. I don't want to be like, I have a question. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it has been, it has been honestly insane because we, I can't go into the OBGYN appointments, only her. Because of the COVID thing? Because of the, it's still like, that's, there's a couple, there's a couple lingering COVID things. Like the hospital's like, you don't have to wear a mask, but we'd like for you to wear a mask. And I was like, I'm going to, you know, be respectful to everybody in the room. I'm going to wear a mask, obviously. Newborn baby. OBGYN can't go in. So just have to get updated. But we have done these online pregnancy classes, basically done by Markham Stovall Hospital. Mm -hmm. And they're about two hours for them. Started two months ago. We finished the last one. And those have all the information. To the point where I'm just like, holy shit. Nobody tells you just like how many things can go wrong. How many things like it's a stressful time. It's horrifying. I'm constantly worried. And like, obviously, after you have your your first is a little bit more anxiety. I don't know if it changes with number two and number three and number four, whatever you do have. But the first one, it's like everything's just it's a, so stressful. And I feel like she's less stressed than I am. And she's the one holding the child. (laughs) Here's my thing. I I think there's a, because we're, we're completely detached from it. Yeah. So like we can't feel if there's a movement or we're kind of relying on them to keep us informed. And I know for myself, I didn't really feel like, like I felt like, should I be instantly in love with this thing? Cause like, I love it, but like, I haven't bonded with it yet. And it took months before the kind of bonding process happened, but yeah. that's not something they really talk about in the books even. Cause it's just nope. like, you're going to love your child. Yeah, of course you're going to love it, but it takes a little time because it's a separate entity from you. <laughs> it's still a different, it's still a stranger you've welcomed into your house. Yeah. Um, so I, I struggled with that, but the, uh, we're not, we're not really saying it, but, the whole pregnancy thing, death is in the room the whole time. And it's like a lot can go wrong. Yeah. And then yeah. wait till you start talking about sudden infant death syndrome. Like that was one terrifying. of the chapters. Yeah, that's I didn't a know fun about chapter. that. Didn't know about that one. And Your I said, child what could just die? I was like, what's this now? And Lindsay's like, yeah. That yeah. And I was just like, Jesus. And then it was funny. I had a, one of my, my brother-in-law was basically like, you know that worry that you feel right now when the kid's not even here? That just continues and amplifies once the kid is here because you're going to be just as worried, just as protective. Try, he's like, welcome to being a parent. And I was like, uh, so it's just worrying them. That, that, that's, I guess, what parenting is. Essentially. It's just, just constant worrying. Constant worry. I didn't feel like I, I didn't feel, I, I personally like don't feel comfortable with them sleeping even until right. I know they can lift their head. Because yeah. then I'm like, okay, because then maybe if they can't breathe, they can kind of lift their head and get a breath and like that. But what? But that takes months. <laughs> That's the thing. Like with, even with getting a crib mattress, like the most expensive crib mattress is like 500 bucks. And but that's the one that one that's one of the ones that like the kid can breathe through if they're face down. And then the next step down is just like they could suffocate. And then the worst one is like, well, always keep them on on their back. And I was like, so the one that's the most safe is like six hundred and fifty dollars. Because of course it is. 
mm-hmm. and then you get anxiety and you just buy the expensive one because you're like, what if they're face down? <laughs> anytime, and that's the, anytime you read anything, you can't ignore it now. Nope. Because now if you ignore it and something does happen, guess who gets to live with that for the rest of their life? Yeah, right there. Yeah. Right, me. Uh, this guy. The guy who the guy who this said, eh, "I don't know, six hundred dollars for a mattress. I think we're gonna get the three hundred dollar potential death trap." Yep, we went and pushed strollers around today at Snuggle Bugs. That was fun. Ooh, what'd you what you decide on? Uh, I don't know. Whatever my wife thinks is best. Not the dog. There's uh, see. There's the cruise. The up a baby cruise. Up a baby cruise. And there's the up a baby Vista. Yeah, there's one that has two seats. And then there's one that has one seat and one of them smaller, but there's, so the lady was just, it's just so much just to go back to how much it is. She's like, you have the Vista, which has one seat for the kid. I'm like, good. We're only having one kid. So that makes (laughs) sense. She's like, but when you have the second one, this one, which is the more expensive one, you can attach a second seat to it and it's interchangeable. This one only has the one seat. And then there's like a skateboard you put at the back for the toddler to stand on. I've got the skateboard. And then there's this new wagon that literally looks like an armored vehicle, which is it seats four. You can put four kids in it and it has a massive tent over it and maybe sits like yay high off the ground. Mm-hmm. It's insane. She's like, if you'd like this one, this one's good too. I'm like, we're having one child, miss okay, Janine. But- <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't Karen. Uh, no. <laughs> Dorothy. I'm good. Um, yeah. Okay. So- <laughs> Okay, I, I, here's the thing: the, the wagons and the uh, the ones, you know, oh, it seats four. It yeah. could also then hold the one child, maybe two, and a cooler with snacks and beer. She didn't say that part today. Think about it. How much is a cooler? You weigh? just you just sold the tank two thousand better than the lady <laughs> at Snugglebugs today. Because I would have been like sold. <laughs> and and. Word to the wise: If you are going to get the uh, the big tank wagon, uh, get get one that you can push and that you don't have to keep pulling, because the ones with the one handle that you kind of have to drag with you that'll wear out the shoulder. She didn't talk about that either. If you get one that you can push, should have gone stroller shopping with you. Yeah, (laughs) bring you along. We should have gone. This is my stroller advisor, Joe. (laughs) He's going to be here to answer all questions. My wife loves strollers. I'm not going to lie. She loves them. Um, so as a result, I have learned a lot of knowledge just by being associated with her. Yeah. Uh, we've had the cruise. We've had the Vista. Like when I say we have had, I mean, she's purchased them. We've used them. And then she kind of like resells because there's a resale market for these yep. strollers as well. 100%. So, you just dash crazy. them away on Facebook Marketplace or anything. Wherever. People are looking for them, man. Have you gone into the uh, the diaper bag conversation yet, or are you guys going to just take line of anything? No, my wife got one. She the baby shower is on Saturday, Sunday, oh, okay. this Sunday, and she are wanted you going? me. To, she wanted me to go for the whole thing, and I said no. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm going to come for the last like 15 minutes because she's God lover, but she is a little bit like. She's not like when I walk into a room, I can talk to anybody about anything. I don't even have to know who you are. So I'm her like social buffer. Mm-hmm. So she's like, this is a lot of people without my you being there to be my social buffer. That's really sweet, actually. And she's like, I need you to like come and like break the ice with like your family. And I was like, well, 
sucks because you booked your baby shower right during football, one o'clock to four o'clock <laughs> games. So I'm going to be uh, down at the pub with your dad and brother watching the football games and I'll come back for the last 15 minutes and say hi. She's like, deal. And I said, yes, deal. That's well, he, okay. Here's the thing with that last 15 minutes. Uh, I did the same thing with my brother. I got everything settled. Yep. We're going to Jack Astor's. We went to Jack Astor's, had a nice lunch, and then I was supposed to come back for the end, uh, but it was not close to being over. <laughs> oh, no. So you have to gauge what it, so you were there for like an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I had the bow and the hair and the ribbon and, the, you know, it was a big deal. Uh, yeah. And I wore my, um, what was I wearing that day? I was wearing my uh, hangover shirt with the, the baby on the I front. I love that. Yeah. Classic. So Classic. That's what that I might be my Halloween costume next year with the child. Solid. But then you have Carlos? to grow a beard. Guess I have to grow a beard then. Can you grow a beard? Oh, yeah. Okay. You should have seen me before. I can't. It stops right here. It's a great beard. <laughs> it's a great beard. But she, my wife just hates it. She's like, I like the way it looks, but it's just too scratchy. I'm like, if you let it, me grow it, then it won't be scratchy anymore. It'll be like actual hair. She's like, no. It's too nope. coarse. You're not getting yeah. it long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she doesn't like the in-between stage. But I'm going to do it now because I look great with a beard. I look disheveled. Like You'd be like, you look like you had a rough night if you saw my 5 o'clock shadow. I'm looking forward to that. Well, you're <laughs> going to have a shit ton of rough nights in the next few months. That's what I heard. Yeah. Um, what is the worst piece of advice you've been you've been given? Is there a piece of advice so far that you've been given? You're like, it doesn't sound right. I not really a piece of advice. I just think it's it's so funny to me how parents who have kids love to tell you how hard it's going to be. It's like they take pride <laughs> in telling you how hard it's going to be. They're like, oh well, you're well, you're not going to get any sleep. Like wait, just wait. I'm like, I understand. I'm not getting any sleep. I didn't get any sleep in college, and I did okay there. So I feel like I can sleep deprive myself and be fine. It's different. I know it's different, but um. I think the worst piece of advice that I've gotten so far is to make choices with anything. Just defer to my wife for all things and say yes, dear. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nah, it's not a good piece of advice. That's what I mean. It's not a good piece of advice. Like, uh, my wife is smarter than me. Your wife is yeah. probably smarter than you. Mm-hmm. But I think you need to at least be engaged in the conversation. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I'm not going to speak on behalf of them, but I think that's what they want. I think so too. Sometimes that's the thing is that the guy told me it was, uh, 
one of my buddies who's a dad, he's like, I just let my wife make all the decisions with everything. Anything the kid wants to say, go ask your mother. It's like, it just is so easy on you. I'm like, but I kind of want to say too, you know, yeah. I want to, uh-huh. I want to do, what if I don't like the decision, but he's also lazy as well. So he's like, I just let her do everything. Sounds like a good dad. Yeah. It's uh, it's super, <laughs> it's weird because like I was even talking like with my wife, she's like, I don't want it to be like that because it's literally like a 1950s couple. Mm-hmm. Like with the cooking and cleaning and he comes home from work and like all that. It's just so old school. And I was like, I'm going to help out with all that stuff. Like if you're not breastfeeding or if you pump, I'll do a nighttime feeding. I don't mind doing that. Like you need to rest too. Like I can wake up and, so, you know, so he, do, yeah. Here's what, here's what we did. Take it for what it's worth. What worked for us was while she would feed, I would sleep. When she was done feeding, she would kick me or whatever I had to do to get me awake. And I would take over from there. I would bounce. I would change. I would put the baby down. That way I get a few extra minutes. She gets a few extra minutes. Because I can't do anything when she's feeding. No. I don't need to be awake for that. But afterwards, tag me in. You go to sleep. Go back to sleep. Yeah. Like you burp, change, and put down. Exactly. There you go. Which I'm fine with. It's hard. It's exhausting. Yep. And and I don't know how much plan you, time you plan on taking off, but if you take a week or two off, that will go by like that, and you'll be doing yep. it again, you know, with your job, and it's exhausting. Yeah. Well, it's not like you know anything is too demanding with all the media stuff that we do. So I think I should be fine. Did I introduce you as the? <laughs> I don't even know what I to introduce you properly. We just dove into it. Producer Chris. Producer. Well, I said producer Chris, but of what? <laughs> life, <laughs> life. I produce life. life. I produce life. I you produce did. life. I produce life. He's a head of production here at the Dean Blundell Network. <laughs> yeah, that too. Sometimes I moonlight as that. In some circles, they call some me circle. the head of production. Head of pro- <laughs> he puts out a lot of fires. He's a therapist for a lot of individuals. Mm-hmm. He's got lots of experience. It's gonna be a great yeah, dad. Uh, yeah, I feel like I already have a lot of a bunch of kids in the network that I talk to and help through things every day. Sometimes I'll just text them. It'll be like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, man. Like I'm, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I had a guest cancel, and I'm like ready to kill myself. And he'll be like, Joe, <laughs> Joe, it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were kind of bummed out about that one, and the 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 response that I was going to give, but I'm like, no, I won't do that. Was that that showbiz, baby? <laughs> Like, and I was like, I don't know if Joe needs that right now. I want you to tell me every time you you should just quit. <laughs> That's what I want you to, when I'm just like when I'm when I'm when I'm down on it, you just be like, you should quit. You should quit, I, Joe. Give I, up. Speaking <laughs> of, uh, I just I don't know why this came to me with like quitting and stuff. But I have a question for you, which is, do you agree with the everybody gets a prize for showing up with the way that kids now are being sort of brought up, even with sports? It's like you get a ribbon for coming fourth. Honestly, I'm completely indifferent. And, and respectfully to my kids, neither one is going to be a professional athlete. <laughs> so, well, with anything, like with uh, spelling bees or like any kid competition where it's like you didn't come in like first place, second place, or third place, but here you go for participating. Look, I, I, I you know, I really, I truly, and I, I don't care. I really don't completely indifferent. I can see how some parents are like, you know, kids got to learn how to handle disappointment. Yeah. But they'll, they understand when they fail. Yeah. Like my six year old knows that when he's had a bad game of soccer, 
they don't keep score, but he knows when he's had a bad game. Yeah. And, and I can see him beating himself up over it. Um, or if a math question is too hard for him or me, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's hard sometimes. Um, so I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I, uh, I feel like it comes down to the fact of if whatever makes them happy. And like you said, they know that they screwed up. So if they run in a, you know, track and field and get a ribbon ribbon for finishing the marathon, but they literally had 27 kids pass them. I think they understand that those 27 kids did better than them. You don't have to be like those 27 kids kicked your ass, son. Like, Like you said, you have to give them credit. That they understand that. And, and from like from my six year old, it's all about just like trying, right? Like, yeah. you know, he's a little, a little, a little heftier. So when yeah. the kids are doing wind sprints in soccer practice, he's last and yeah. they have to sometimes wait for him a second. And he'll look at me and I'll give him a thumbs up and he'll give me a thumbs up. And it's just like, you're trying your hardest. I can see it. And that's all that I care about, right? Yeah. So. There you but go. then, good parenting, folks. But if I, but if I see a soccer, but at the same time, there are soccer dads and soccer moms who, for six and eight year olds, are losing their shit. And I'm like, I'm so glad I don't care that much. <laughs> like, I'm just so relieved I don't care as much as they care. I got a basically uh, today when I went to the golf tournament. Uh, there was a bunch of dads, obviously there, and again, they they all know that I'm having a kid, so they love to just talk shit and they're like well like you just wait until you see how expensive extracurriculars are and he's like i have one kid in triple a hockey and we pay for 10 grand of goalie school and five thousand for registration fees and a daughter and dance and i have to be here at 5 30 for practice and it was like was like dude holy shit and everybody's like yeah activities are going to run your life for the rest of your life until mm-hmm. they realize that they don't. And one one of the guys was just like, I know my kid's not going to make it into the pros. I just want him to get a scholarship somewhere so I don't have to pay for university. And I was like, that, that guy has a bad. strategy. I'm like, that's not bad, actually. <laughs> He's like, if you play CIS hockey for a, a university in Canada, I don't have to pay for tuition. And I was like, hmm. I, I don't think I could hang with with hockey dads. I don't. I just don't think I could. I don't think. I don't think I'd fit in. But yeah, everybody wants to give you their opinion. Which is nice, and I just smile and nod. Ah, yes. You know what's funny? So the, the, the one piece of advice, I, I say this to all new parents, and it's the only piece of advice I give, is uh, y- you will be more tired than you've ever been in your life. And I know you're going to hear that, and you're going to hear all different versions of it. It's not like a bad tired, like, yeah, you're exhausted. But for me, I was never a napper before I'm not my children. At all. I will fall asleep Anytime someone says I have 10 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and, and it was even after the first one, it's not even now that I have two, it was like, after the first one, it was like, Hey Joe, uh, you have 10 minutes. I'd be out. I just done. Okay, cool. Take 10 minutes. Um, and, and I would go and that hasn't left me six years later. I could still fall asleep at the drop of the hat. Like I'm doing this. I'm drinking a coffee. Uh, it is now after 11 o'clock at night. I will be asleep five minutes after we talk. Just right out. Just right out. I got the sleep apnea machine, so I'm going to put on my Darth Vader mask, and then I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> the best. I Hopefully, I get that skill, because I can't sit still, ever. So, we'll see. If I can nap, that'll be 
that'll be big, but I can't have, I literally can't never been able to growing up. Never. So I hope so. Look, it's all about communication as well. Like it, you have to communicate with your spouse and, and uh, partner and, uh, and decide like, okay, how are we going to make this? Maybe not fair because look, she carried that thing for nine fucking months and it's been terrible. Yeah. Uh, but if you're the guy who gets up early with the kids, maybe at nap time, you also get to nap. Right. Maybe. There you That's, go. A little, little give and take, right? Uh, it's what I, it's what I do. It's what we do in our house. So I'll get up with the kids at five, six o'clock. Uh, but on weekends at uh, one o'clock, when I put down the three-year-old for his nap, daddy gets a nap for two hours. Yeah, you do. One to three. I'll go out. And I'll try to wake up and uh, help out with dinner. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Is dinner ready yet? I'm awake. Mm, I'm awake. You and the kids dinner. stumble down. No, but I, uh, I, the other thing too is um, Lachlan talking about drugging your kids. And I know that sounds bad off the top. Yeah. But he's like, listen, if you are traveling and you give them a little bit of Benadryl so they sleep on the plane. Or they're, you know, super, super hyper and being crazy. So you do something else to make them sleep. He's like, if you're not drugging your kids, you're not parenting right until they're like seven. And at first I was like, that sounds like pretty bad. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, do what you do, right? I will <laughs> do say what you it, can to survive. I, I, I think it depends <laughs> on what you're doing. So like, uh, I, I remember we know the pharmacist with the first one and, uh, uh, dehydrated or something and one of the bottles said no alcohol and the other one said alcohol and they were the exact same otherwise and i said to the therapist i'm like or therapist and i said to the, pharmacist, <laughs> said to the pharmacist i'm like what is the benefit of having the alcohol versus the non-alcohol and she said eh, what makes them a little drowsy <laughs> It's like, as she lifts as she lifts this hand up <laughs> just like, one makes them a little drowsy i was like Oh, uh, okay. So you're just putting your kid to sleep with a little bit of booze. Cool. Let's take yeah. that one. <laughs> the, the best would be if she had the non-alcoholic on the shelf and then the non, the alcoholic in her lab coat. <laughs> like, so, Joe, stuff. would you like to uh, put your kid to sleep or? I I was like, oh, I'm looking at these two bottles. I remember looking at her like, what the hell is the difference? So one's going to make them a little drowsy. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'll take the How drowsy one. <laughs> I know it's. A, I know you're supposed to be asking me questions, but I have questions for you too. For How it. do you deal with the um, pr procrastinating before bedtime, where there's like that meme, basically from TikTok that's like, "Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something." Like it's basically, anytime you try and the worst. But how do you do you negotiate? Are you the negotiator? Do you negotiate with the terrorists? Do you like it what do you do? I, I think it depends on your kid. So for my oldest. Um, he likes someone to sleep, like lay beside him until he falls asleep. But when yeah. he falls asleep, he falls asleep. He's out cold. He's comatose when he falls asleep. Yeah. So it's reasonable. You lay beside him for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then he goes to sleep and then you can leave. My three-year-old is a super light sleeper and he wants you to stay, but you'll be there all night. Because every time you think you can kind of sneak away, he'll lose his shit. So uh, with my three-year-old, it's a lot of like... Okay, no, no, daddy needs sleep too. No, you need sleep. It's dark outside and you're kind of like yeah, you're doing bartering. that tap dance. Yeah. yeah. Um, the trick that has worked most recently is I say, okay, I need you to close your eyes for five minutes 
And if you still need daddy in five minutes, you can call me and I'll come running. And, uh, and that works because generally he closes his eyes for like 30 seconds and he's asleep. But it's yeah. like, I just need him to settle down and let me leave the room. Yeah. So he can be in, in constant, ensconced, in constant, ensconced in darkness. So that's so my thing. It's parenting a la carte. Whatever you're, be. whatever you're given, you deal with depending on child and temperament. I think you and have to. situation, right? You have to. Cause like, if I were to try to, like, if I leave my six-year-old before he's asleep, he will follow me into the hallway <laughs> and be like, Sup, where are you Dad? going? <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> but if I, if I, and at the same time though, if I, if I, if I were to try and wait for my three-year-old to fall asleep, I'd be there all night. Yeah. So, you know, whatever gets you in, in both cases, I'll be honest. I think I'm, I think I'm on the lucky side. Cause I know a lot of parents struggle with this. I can get both kids asleep in about an hour. That's pretty. That's good. That's pretty good. It's not bad. I feel, it feels. Two, I feel good about kids that. In, two kids in an hour. That's not bad at all. We start the routine around seven thirty. You know, okay. Everyone goes upstairs, brush teeth, maybe a couple of stories, and then we, my wife and I, divide and conquer. Everyone yeah. takes a kid. We have to switch because they both want her. So, of course. Uh, you know. Oh no! It's a daddy night. Ugh. All right. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That feels great. Um, and then, uh, and then we both do, we, because we know what each kid wants. And then generally speaking, we kind of reconvene around eight 30. We get to watch a little TV. So it's not too bad. It's perfect. I love that. It's the divide and conquer. That's the key with more than one. When, when it's just the two of you, it's, you know, if she's putting the kid to bed, you damn well better be doing the dishes. Oh, right. You have <laughs> because, to. Yeah, you because if she comes down and you're watching the Jays play baseball and you got a beer in one hand, chips in the other, and she's like, what the fuck have you been doing? I've been putting the kid to bed. <laughs> Alone. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be so much fun. I'm actually excited. You should be. It's and I say, I, I say actually, but like I'm quite excited. Like even be. today, I went to my parents' house after the golf tournament to pick up my dog, and my sister was there, and I was the most excited to see the two kids. That's and I ran inside and, and miss it, ran past everybody else and went right to the kids. One of them was taking a bath and one of them is like six months old. So like he doesn't oh. know shit. But uh, yeah, I'm excited because I think even like the routines and stuff, because both my sisters have kids. So I've seen like the bath time routines and mm -hmm. the teeth brushing and the one story that turns into two stories that turns into the lie down and that turns into having every single person there come in and say goodnight. Like it's, it's hilarious. Stall, stall, stall. Uh, I, I will, I want to get you out on this. Um, have you, what's the, like, what's the grossest story someone's told you? Cause parents always love to share their like horrible story. I think or it's have you happen. not heard any, uh, I've heard a couple and I think the fun, uh, that's the thing is it gross for me. It's funny. I laugh at it. So like one of the kids, uh, it was a family member that's not my sister's that it happened to. And they switched out of diapers to regular kid underwear. And it was like how they were trying to basically sort out when to switch to diapers. And the kid had liquid diarrhea in Chopper's <laughs> Drug Mart. And there, the day, it was a, a dad and son that went in together because mom wasn't there. And he's like, the kid was basically like, dad, I have to go to the washroom. And he's like, okay, hey, I'm just, we're just going to run into Walmart to get 
or sorry, to shoppers to get this. And then we're going to go home and you can go to the washroom. And then basically he's like, I was walking in the aisle and then I looked back and my kid wasn't there. And I went into another aisle and he was basically just like squatting, taking a diarrhea in shoppers drug mart. And he's like, it wasn't even to the point where like it was leaking down his leg, like some poo went onto the aisle. Like, and I'm like, so what'd you do? He's like, I literally just picked him up and walked out. <laughs> you can I'm like, didn't tell anybody that there was shit on the floor. Like nothing. He's like, no. And, I, and he's like, I haven't gone back to that shopper since. So that one, and I, but I thought that was funny. I was like, your kid shit his pants in Walmart or with choppers. That's pretty damn funny. That's a, that's a quality story. Yeah. So I thought that was awesome. And I said, yeah. that's your fault because you should take him to the washroom. You thought you could flirt with danger and danger flirted with you and you had diarrhea and shoppers drug mark. Nope. There's no top in that story on my end. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I have an easy, I have a, I have a well, I, I, I had a relatively uh, weak gag reflex. Yeah. That gets, that gets put to the test very early on when you're a parent. Yeah. You're like, you're like, if you're the type of guy who gags when other people throw up or, uh, that will be, it's a lot better than what it used to be. But I remember the first time I was like having a shower with my son or whatever, and he shit in the shower as I'm washing up. And I was like, I remember just calling for my <laughs> wife. Yeah, and then, and then calling for my wife. Ah, ah, he shit in the tub. <laughs> and it's like, I need help. I need an adult. I, I actually, need an adult. That actually reminds me of just another really funny quick story of uh, basically my sister's husband who has a horrible gag reflex. And basically the kid was in the back seat dry heaving. And then he couldn't hear the kid dry heaving because when he heard the dry heaving, he started to dry heave. So my sister always like does this imitation where she's like, the kid was like, uh, uh, and he's like, I can't, I can't hear it. I, uh, uh, uh. And she's like, I had the son and the dad going back and forth dry heaving. The kid ended up puking on himself and the dad smelled the puke and asked the car to be pulled over and open the door to puke. It's fun. She's like, what did I like father like son? It's fun. I remember the first time I had to clean shit off the wall. Uh, oh, that's yeah. Because I, I lifted his legs back to wipe his butt. And it was like I had cocked a shotgun. It was like, <laughs> and he right onto the wall. And I was like, oh, this is, this wasn't in the book. <laughs> this was what a, chapter was that? Poop off the wall. Uh, what chapter was Shopper's the, Drug Mart diarrhea? diarrhea. <laughs> Where is that in the glossary here? It's not going to be there. Uh, rookie producer Chris, dad to be. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this, man. This Thank was a you lot of so fun. much for having me, man. Thank of you for course. all the tips. I don't think we accomplished anything other than nope. sharing a few good laughs. Invite me back, of course. <laughs> when the kids here, I'll come with the child. <laughs> Is that how you do it? <laughs> yeah, that's how you hold it. You hold it like a bottle of champagne. <laughs> Is that how you do it? Is that how you burp? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do great. Yeah, you'll be fine. I'm gonna do great. No, honestly, nobody knows what they're doing. So why even read a book? That guy didn't know what he was doing either. He knew how to sell a book. He didn't know what he was doing. I'm assuming it's a man who wrote it. I'm terrified. All right, you'll be fine. <laughs> I am hitting it. It's the show. Uh, it's the reason why my camera angle is off for the intro and outro because I am literally too tired and too sick to care about 
some of the finer details at this moment. The good mic is hooked up. Hooked up. I sound good. <laughs> That's all that really matters. You guys don't tune in to see my my appearance. Maybe some of you do. I don't think many of you do. Anyways, thank you to producer Chris. Good luck on all that stuff. And uh, I'm sure I'll have him on in the future as we talk about being a new dad. I think maybe a, a, a fairly regular segment where maybe a, he's got a story to tell and us veteran parents can relive some of the more humorous aspects of it. What else do I want to do? I want to thank DeanBlendell.com. DeanBlendell.com, home of Canada's number one cat podcast network, including yours truly. There's like a million podcasts there. And I think I'm the only parenting one. So take that niche market. And I've got merch. I'm not going to talk about it today because I'm way too sick. It'll be a Just Joe show next week because I'm not comfortable scheduling a guest just in case I haven't recovered. And um, I've got enough stories to tell about the uh, how I got COVID, which is a doozy. Um, as well as uh, vomit stories. We got some good stuff here that I've, I've, I've made notes on to fill a Just Joe show. So there will be plenty of stories to go around to fill one of those next week. Look forward to that. Again, be well, be safe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Damn. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.